Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are excited to talk about today's uh, topics. A, because one was we're very excited about. It's the Love is Blind reunion. And the second one, we feel pretty negative, not negative, but... We really didn't love The Outsider, and I think one of us loved it more than the liked it more than the other. So we'll we're excited to discuss our feelings and get it all out in the open. Yeah, it'll be people will be thrilled that we only slightly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we do it for the fans. <laughs> but I guess first we have a little bit of TV news, but not much. It was a slow news week. Yeah, after a few really. Uh, big news weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, latest in Taika Waititi TV news. YT TV news? Yeah. We'll work on that. <laughs> um, Taika was... Uh, they announced that Netflix is going to have two series uh, that Taika is going to be helming um, based on Raw Doll books. Well, and one is... It says that it's like a an adaptation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and one that is a new take on the Oompa Loompas. Which will be amazing. Yeah. Very intrigued, especially that they're both like based in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. But yeah, I'm very excited. I love his mind. I love his work. Can't wait to see it. I also love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, me too. I was obsessed with that book. And I feel like Roald Dahl and Taika have, like, similar, uh, like, mentalities. Yeah. Like, very... Cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Roald Dahl's very dry. Like, over the top and yet also, like, snarky and dry. hmm I'm excited. Yeah. I think it'll be great. My piece of TV news isn't really news, but just some excitement for those of us who are big Max Minghella fans and also like Handmaid's Tale. Um... He posted an Instagram today, and Elizabeth Moss posted an Instagram today of him filming, and I was just very excited because they kind of, like, wrote his character off a little bit in the last season, and I was worried that they were going to just try to, like, end it there and pretend, like, he never... That was it. (laughs) Totally. Especially because he's been really doing a lot of other projects. Yeah. So I was just really happy to see that he's back, and we're going to get more of him because... He's him. His and Elizabeth's relationship is my favorite. He and Elizabeth's relationship is my favorite. I think it actually is his and Elizabeth's. His and Elizabeth's you were sounds right. very strange. Yeah, but they're both possessive yeah, of his the... relationship. Yeah. Okay. That's your Either way, I'm grammar excited. moment for the day. <laughs> Glad I was right first. Your instincts. One of your instincts been wrong. <laughs> yes, a lot. <laughs> no. Especially when it comes to grammar. <laughs> Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's literally all the news we have. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So, Love is Blind. We talked about the finale last week, but then Netflix graciously gifted us with a reunion episode. It's a full hour episode. And um, Offscreen Babble was very kind to let us back on for a quick recap and... I wasn't able to attend, but Jordan Jordan did all the work and 
So you can catch a full... How long did you guys talk for? It was an hour. Wow. Just like the reunion length. It's just, this show, really, what a phenomenon. Seriously. Really could talk about it for so long. I really could. It's just like, there's so much to unpack mm-hmm. in every second. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really fun to go back on off-screen babble and talk with Shade about it because especially I mean like we talked about that there's been a year and a half since that aired a lot has happened so a lot to analyze in this reunion yes um so we'll do like a brief recap in a second but for a full in-depth recap go listen to off-screen babble we are very lucky to be podcast friends with them we yeah like, we like them we love the podcast fam yeah it's so fun Our top three is going to be our favorite toxic couples. Is that what we decided to like talk, say the title this segment? I have, I don't like all of mine, but I do like one of them. Okay. Well, I guess there's only one that I really, I really think shouldn't be together. Okay. Maybe none of them should be together. They all are toxic. It's just like. And I'll, we'll talk maybe individually. We'll approach each couple individually as, like, whether we think we, like, are approve of them or yes. not. Yes. Yes. So, who's your number three? My number three it was the first one I thought of. It's pretty cliche at this point. Ross and Rachel. Yes. On Friends. Um, But it is funny because I feel like it's very divisive of if people really love them together or, like, they're almost their, one of their favorite parts of Friends is the will, what if, like, will they, won't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of other people are like, I hate Ross so much. And, like, when you go back and watch the episodes, it really is, like, sometimes they work as a couple, but mostly I think at their core they really don't. Do you think it's both of them? I do think it's both of them. I think that Ross is an e- more easily hated character in general than yeah. Rachel is. But I do think that both of them are pretty, like, selfish and immature with their relationships, I think. Yeah. Um, And there's, like, a lot of blame on each other, I think. That, like, I don't know. It's hard for them to, like, separate the past. And I just don't think that they're, like, actually going to make it after the show. Yeah, I saw them on a lot of lists, and I was trying to decide how I felt about them. Um... Because I don't know if I hate them as much as everyone does else hates them. I don't think they're good by any means. But, like, in the end, I think they were were fine. Well, I mean, they have a child. Yeah. I do think that... I don't I don't hate them as a couple, like, where I dread them being together on the show. Because yeah. they provide so much entertainment. Mm-hmm. Even their breakups are usually really entertaining. Yeah. Um. So it is... I feel like I have complicated feelings. I think hate is a strong word of how I feel about them. But I don't really think that if they were real life, I would be like, wow, you guys are so unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah. But you're not, like, shipping them. No. I wouldn't. I don't think I ship them. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I like it. We had to talk about it. We had to. Um, Okay. My number three is Christopher and Lorelai from Gilmore Girls. Um, I think they're kind of a... A good example of just because you have a child together does not mean you should be together. Mm-hmm. And they just were both so different. And Christopher just doesn't, didn't know how 
to handle them. And, like, not that they needed to be handled, but, like, he just tried to be cool too much and it just did not work. And I would add, too, just because you have a past doesn't mean you have to be together. Yes. Agree. You know? Yeah, I like that. Like, it's easy. I feel like they're kind of, like, a realistically not good for each other couple. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because it would be really sad because you, if you get caught up in being like, oh, but what if I did end up with him after all these years? Mm-hmm. But that's not how real life works. Yeah. And you can still be like, have grown a lot and still not be good for each other. Totally. And I feel like they, he and Laura like click on a lot of levels, but I don't think that they, I don't really think he fully understands her. Yeah. And I don't think they clicked where it was important. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay, great. I'm anxious to hear your number two because I feel like we might have a sa- a similar one. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I My number two is one that I do like them as a couple, but I I do think they're very toxic, was Landry and Tyra on Friday Night Lights. Ooh, good answer. Thank you. I kind of, I, I've, I've like was trying to remember if there was a really toxic couple on Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking up a list of all their couples. And they were on there, and I, I, I just feel like they were toxic because Tyra just took advantage of Landry so much, mm-hmm. um, because she knew that he would do anything for her. Totally. Um, but he didn't ever really get that much back in return, even though I love Tyra. She's one of my favorite characters on the show, um, and I want them to work out because, like, if she really respected and loved him, like he would be so much better for her than a lot of other guys that she dates on the show. Totally. But, but is that fair to him? No, it's almost like she, he would, he would need to actually be honest with her Mm -hmm. and she would need to like realize how much she was taking advantage of him. Yes. But they really do have so many great moments together. They do. And bad moments. Yeah. Some, some of the worst moments on the show. Yeah. Well, my number two is, uh, did I, oh yeah, my number two is Jamie and Cersei. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, the poster children for toxic relationships. Yeah, like, A, you probably shouldn't date your brother. Yeah, that's... B, there's more, there's a lot to, there's a lot to it. Well, that is actually so funny. It's like, yes, they're horrible, a horrible couple... Because it's incestuous. But there's also a lot other of other toxic yeah. things to their relationship. Yeah. Um, Cersei is not a good person, especially to Jamie. And Jamie actually, like, genuinely cares and, like, loves her, I they're, think. They're and actually, just, like, like, Tyra and Landry. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I was just thinking, too, when I was explaining. I was like, oh, yeah, she's, like, the powerful one that, like, kind of abuses... I was going to say a dweeby little brother but like jamie's the hottest yeah he's physically perfect yeah so but he even like this powerful warrior turns into just like putty in her hands yeah and she knows that mm-hmm. but then again now that we're talking about it, i'm like oh do i want a boyfriend like that <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like a the double-edged sword of being like, do I, I want someone to be obsessed with me, mm-hmm. but actually I don't. <laughs> I want someone to be obsessed with me, but then give me space. And yeah, I don't like, know if that exists. Leave me alone. Yeah. I guess I just need to be obsessed with them back. 
Yeah, I guess that that could do the trick. That would be good, I guess, but maybe I just want a servant. (laughs) Okay, my number one, uh, I think I've talked about them, but it's from a show I watched for the first time last year, Sex and the City. I think that Carrie and Mr. Big are extremely toxic, and watching it, I really was shocked that they were, like, the main couple of this show. Mm -hmm. Because, like... Just, like, talking about couples with horrible communication, like, she would try to communicate with him, and, I mean, these are, like, grown adults, too. Like, Mm -hmm. Carrie's, like, 30, and he's, like, notably an older man, and he would just, like, run away when she would ask him, like, not even that difficult of, like, relationships questions, Mm -hmm. and it is just, like, so annoying. Like, only wanting your relationship to be about the fun, exciting stuff and none of the real stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And after a while, it's just, like, it's just irritating to watch. Totally. Good answer. Thank you. Um, My number one is a couple that I personally liked together, but a lot of people think... I see the bad. I see the bad. (laughs) But I'm not mad that they ended up together. It's Fitz and Olivia from Scandal. I mean... I think starting any relationship off with cheating is probably not the best. Typically, yeah. (laughs) Typically, yes. And then doing illegal things because of your significant other, also probably not the best. I am fully aware. But Fitz was able to, like, bring something out of Olivia that, like, was real and true and beautiful. And I just love, I really liked them. But I think I'm, like, I think I'm, mm, I mean, they ended up together, so, like, I can't be the minority here. But, like, I don't know. I actually thought you were going to go the route of a different Fitz, Mr. Fitz. Oh. and No, I don't care about them enough to, I liked them, but, like, I. He's very hot. He's very hot. And, like, yeah, they're problematic. He was her teacher and very older. Very, like, much mm-hmm. older. And she's, like, 15. Yeah. But, like, they actually had, like, kind of, like, a healthy relationship. Like, they would, like, other than the fact that he was, like, <laughs> being A or whatever. But, like, he, they were, like, pretty open and honest. And, like, they kind of had to talk through some hard stuff, I think. Especially as, like, when she graduated. Yeah. Like, when he has a child... It's kind of like, hap- I don't know, it's been a while since I watched, maybe. Yeah, I'm- well, and it's just funny because, um, yeah, I especially the teacher dating a student trope is just, like, pretty gross. It's funny that so many shows use it. It's weird. It needs to like, stop. We should probably not encourage that. No. But, um, yeah, I'm glad that that Fitz isn't the one that got your top spot. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. President Fitz is the <laughs> one that got my spot. <laughs> And they're both consenting adults, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. That's why we can root for that toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. I won't go to jail. What a relief. <laughs> All right. Well, the one-hour reunion special of Love, of Love is Blind. Honestly, it was like everything I needed, but there was definitely more that I wanted. That's how I feel about it. I agree. I think especially the way that it was starting, I kind of got worried that it was just going to be like... Not a lot of uh, time spent on things I wanted to hear more about Mm -hmm. because they kind of were going quickly around the room for like recaps. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't really hear very much about uh, couples that are now back together. 
we didn't really get a lot of context for that. Um, yeah, it did feel a little repetitive of, like, again, we just saw this, like, last week. Like, the finale yes. just aired last week, so, like, people have just barely started been watching it. We don't didn't need to see, like, a bunch of review of what happened over the season over the season totally which was another problem i had with the circle yes uh, yeah the those fin- the finales had a lot of similarities like yeah. that um the a surprise was how much i ended up uh respecting jessica i thought like so there was a lot of drama that's been like promoted a ton if you haven't watched it yet it's not exactly a spoiler that they really play up the amber barnett jessica kind of mess um but I felt like Jessica handled herself really well surprisingly yeah I think I came out of that like team Jessica yeah a little bit as far as that goes like I thought she a looked the best I thought she looked really great she did um she handled it like very maturely and I think her apology was genuine Mm -hmm. and um yeah yeah, I agree with that. I the only thing I would have wanted from her uh was apologizing to Mark, which yes, seems like agreed. he sound, seemed like a big after uh afterthought mm-hmm. when like he had a huge role in that whole thing too. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting that it's he like he had like the least amount of screen time even though his storyline was probably one of the most interesting. Yeah, I he's one of the ones where I was like I would love to hear how you felt watching this mm-hmm. and how you're doing now. But um and then when I thought when they cut to him finally and like kind of were like, so what are you up to now? I felt like he was like really diplomatic and classy. Like yeah. he didn't throw anyone under the bus, no. not even Jessica. And um, yeah, so I wanted more from him. Yeah, I agree. Um, Lauren and Cameron were the stars of the show. Yes. They were and adorable. Also, they've looked amazing. There's been like a lot of like paparazzi pictures of them now and they like... Their outfits are amazing. Like, they're doing great. They look so cute. They And they, like, coordinate. Mm-hmm. They're adorable. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts of the reunion was kind of seeing them, like, fleeting eye contact when someone said something mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, that is what a real couple is like. Like, knowing what they're thinking and just, totally. like, they were, it was really fun. I loved them watch, watching them. Um, Barnett and Amber seemed... On the brink of divorce, honestly. They tried to act like they are good now, but, like, mm-hmm. Barnett just seemed like he was... It seemed like he was a robot of himself. Yes. Like, someone kidnapped Barnett, and this was a robot. And they dressed him in, like, a snazzy jacket that was so ugly. And, like, the Barnett we learned about on the show would have never worn that. Well, it's he actually wore flannels in like stripy t-shirts from like Costco. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because um, Sade from Offscreen Babble said that because she said she watched like all these live Instagrams um, mm-hmm. from like the like they did a watch party and she said he was also wearing a snazzy jacket there. And so it she's like, of, is that kind of like he's trying to make that his thing? Well, OK. Another thing is that with him and Lauren him and amber it's impossible to remember that her name is amber she looks like a jessica she looks like a lauren yeah (laughs) um amber it looked like they just came into a lot of money and didn't know how to spend it 
you know? Yes. That's like kind of how hair. they looked to me. Like she got her got blonde hair. She wanted to show off her boobs. Mm-hmm. Had like a gold snap like prom dress on. And I don't know, it just kind of seemed like they were trying to look a certain way that they definitely aren't. Yes. It did. It really felt like Especially because it's like, we spent a lot of time with you. Yeah. Like, we, we know you know, are like that. Yeah. We know your personalities. Yeah. We know that you're kind of like Southern kids. hmm It's very interesting. Yeah. Barnett looked exhausted and very sad. Yeah. I hope that they find happiness and realize that they should not stay together. hmm They are the couple. Well, they're one of the couples that I'm like, yeah, no. Lauren and Cameron are the only ones there that I feel like should be together. Yeah. I agree. There's a particular couple that tells us that they got back together after the show, and it's just a big no for us. Big, 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 big no. Yeah. We'll see what happens there, I guess. I bet once this press is over, they'll break up. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, And then Kenny and Kelly, blah, whatever. <laughs> Happy for Kenny. He's dating someone else. Mm-hmm. Carlton and Diamond. That was a wild ride. That was just way too much for me. Yeah. His, like, friend proposal was very strange. And I, I honestly, I just felt bad for Diamond. I felt, I felt like she was doing a good job. Like, she, it was sad that she had to be there, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because, and I was also annoyed because it seemed like she, it was like, she doesn't have to be Carlton's friend. No. She doesn't owe him anything. Yeah. Last time... They talked in person like he was screaming at her mm-hmm. and accusing her of things unfairly. And like, I mean, that we know of. Yeah. Ex- yeah. We, the only thing in the reunion, he said that he like texted her like happy, happy holidays. holidays. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like I think she handled it well, a really weird situation. Yeah. That was really strange. And was a, just another like kind of forced moment we got to see from Carlton. In my opinion. Yeah. But I thought he did a good job. And... There were... Like, he did seem sincere. I think that whole, like, proposal thing was very goofy. hmm But I think he did... Like, he was... He got emotional. Yeah. And I didn't think that was fake-seeming to me. Yeah. Can't wait for season two. Yeah. I'm very stoked. Oh, final note. I only want it to be hosted by Vanessa Lachey. I was literally going to just say the same thing. Nick was completely pointless. Yeah. He was basically silent was the whole time. He was distracting any time he talked. Yeah. Like, what? Nick, that doesn't make sense. Shut up. No. And Vanessa was like, she was actually kind of a natural of like asking questions. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She was fine. Especially Nick. Honestly, Nick made her look really good. Yes, I agree. Now on to HBO's The Outsider. Man, oh, man, I don't even know how to begin. It's hard because, like, it's kind of a mystery show, so we don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Um, The gist of The Outsider, at least where you start the season, is that it's in a small Georgia town. Everything's in Georgia this week. Love is Blind and... Yeah, seriously. Um, So this is a Stephen King adaptation of his book, The Outsider. Um... Basically, in this kind of small town, a little boy is found murdered, and there are 
these witnesses. Well, I don't know how to not spoil it, but basically they arrest a man in the town who like claims wholeheartedly that he was no, he was out of town. Yeah. He has like he, and a he has, good. Yeah. He has a solid alibi, alibi, but there are also witnesses who saw him in town with this child. Yes. So basically the police now have to kind of figure out like what happened. Yeah. Like who was it? Yeah. Oh, that was a great synopsis. Wow, thank you. I felt like it was a little messy. No, I thought but it was great. Thank you. Um, Jason Bateman was kind of like the what I thought of was the lead. Um, there's definitely a lot less of him than the show first portrayed, which mm-hmm. um, it's kind of all I can say. Yeah, it was smart to market it with him in it so much because he's so popular right now. Yeah, and he's really likable. Yeah. And he directed the first two episodes. He directed both of them, right? Yeah. And honestly, I know for, I think for both of us, it kind of lost its steam after that, after the first two. The first two are, in my mind and from everyone I've talked to about it, Mm -hmm. so far, the highlights of the season. Yeah. Which really says a lot about Jason Bateman's directing skills. He acts really well in the episodes. Anyway, he, I think he, I left really respecting Jason Bateman. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, he did an amazing job and it was fun. I mean, I've seen him be serious in Ozark, but it was fun to see him again. Mm-hmm. The other, the other leads in the show are Ben Mendelsohn, who is in, I know him best from Rogue One. He's also appears in some episodes of Girls, um... He was, I thought he was, I thought this show was very well acted. Yeah. He was great. Are you going to share your fun fact about him? Yeah. Everyone come in closer (laughs) and maybe be sitting down because I was very shocked by this factoid. Um, Ben Mendelsohn and Jason Bateman are the same age. They were both born in 1969. Jason Bateman's actually a couple months older than Ben Mendelsohn. Shocking. I find both of them hot. But they look like they were born in different generations. Like I said, there has to they they look like they have at least fifteen years between them. Right, and it's interesting because um, in the show, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's wife is played by Mayor Winningham, who's ten years older than him. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't happen very often. Usually, yeah. it's like a young, hot, ten or fifteen year yeah. younger woman playing an older man's wife. But instead, he's like playing older mm-hmm. than he is. Mm-hmm. I was just really surprised by that. <laughs> I was too. I was too. When you uh, Jordan texted me that and we were just dying. Freaking out. For me, um, I... After episode two, the show definitely lost a little steam for me. Um, for me, it picked back up around uh, like four, five, six. And I was like back in it and like pretty excited about it. And then the last couple episodes, like eight and nine, I was like, okay, okay. And then the finale happened and I was just like, hmm. I just felt like none of my questions were answered and I was left with more questions. And I feel like with something that is supposed to be like a thriller and like scary, you need to like address like the who, what, why, where, when. Yes. (laughs) And I didn't feel like I got that. I agree with that. Especially when in the show, 
they're posing so many questions throughout mm-hmm. and they all seemed pretty uh content kind of mm-hmm. with answers they got but i was like can you please explain to me in more detail for me um it was just it, i just don't think it was for me i think that it was and like it's not that i can't appreciate a show that's a slow burn um but it was it was just so slow for me that some parts of it in the middle felt very repetitive i was kind of like i feel like i just watched this conversation between two other characters and then they're having it all play out again Mm -hmm. you know um and i i did wish that it were scarier i feel like the pace was so slow that it lost some of like a scare factor for me especially as it went on when you the content of it i you would kind of think it would be scarier Mm -hmm. but it's like i i don't know i just it, it didn't really grab me um and it's kind of sad because I did love the cast. Another person in the cast is Cynthia Erivo, who was just nominated for an Oscar for Harriet. Um, and she did a good job with what she was given. Yeah. But her character was very... I think it was written very strange. Like, she didn't have... She was supposed to be kind of, like, weird, I think. And, like, mm-hmm. very, like, kept to herself yeah, like, and, very antisocial, not good people skills. Yeah, but I think that they needed to give her more to work with because she just felt very flat and boring. Yes, and I think that part of why it lost me towards the middle was that a lot of the series is just her. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I couldn't really relate to anything about her, and I wasn't that compelled by her. Um, which is sad because I like her as an actress. Yeah. And then when they show, when the times when she's in like the, after the episode, like look inside the episode HBO does, she's like super animated. Oh my gosh. And like funky accessories and is like so excited. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought the same thing. Whoa. Like it shows that she's a good actor, Yeah, but it wasn't, yeah, it, I didn't find her character that compelling, which made me sad because I was excited that she was in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it just didn't. It never got me back after those two episodes, the first yeah. two episodes. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. But it is what it is. It just be like that sometimes. Yeah. We can't love everything we watch. No. We had a good streak, though. Yeah, we really did. Who would you say is your boyfriend of the week or crush of the week? Mm, it's hard because I like... I liked both of those guys in it. But I am going to go with... Uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Mm. I, yeah, I thought he was... Dill for sure. Yeah. I thought he was really attractive. And he did a good job acting. And he's Australian. And you'd never really know from his accent. Yeah, he did great. Well, I'm going to go with his older counterpart, Jason (laughs) Bateman. I thought he looked great. He looked hot with that slightly longer hair. Yeah. And, like, scruffy and... Yeah, I thought he looked great, but I don't make the rules, you know? We just judge them. Yeah, we just we just judge what we're given. Um, It's hard for me to say, too. It's hard not to compare it to Castle Rock, which is also very Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about Stephen King's stories. And I only watched the first season, but I liked that a lot more. Yeah. Personally. So maybe if you love have loved Castle Rock, give this a try. Yeah. I would like to hear from people who disagree with me. Yeah, like anyone who thinks it was like amazing. 
Yeah. And, like, couldn't wait for the new episodes to drop and, like, were really in it and loved the characters. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that it might be different for people who binged it versus people who um, watched it week to week. But now that it's ended and talking to the people who were watching it next week to week, it kind of feels like we all had the same feelings about it. So mm-hmm. I don't really think it made that big of a difference, honestly. As a, as someone who did just binge it, like you, I couldn't imagine waiting week to week. No, I think I would have forgotten a ton. Me too. But yeah. There it is. There you have it. The Outsider. Hopefully we... I mean, maybe not. But we'll see if we like what we watch next week better. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll have a streak going of us being really critical. Yeah. Change it up. We just, you know, we're so used to loving the shows. We don't even know how to end this episode. Literally don't know. I guess we'll just say bye. I guess so. Bye.